Hello and welcome to another episode of Love Pop Culture. We are so happy to be back with you guys. Um, I'm Kamiko. This is Ashley. And I'm Autumn. And we are here with another episode of Love Pop Culture. As always, we're happy to have you guys join us. So let's go ahead and get started. Given that Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Last time we talked about if you would invite your significant other to Thanksgiving, depending on, you know, how long y'all have been dating. But this week, I want to know what is your most controversial thought on the practice of Thanksgiving? Mine is that cranberry sauce should be removed from the table. Whether (laughs) your mama made it, your grandma made it, your auntie with the big arms made it, or it came out of a can. It's just not that good. I don't feel like it fits the table. I think you should be removed from Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> because that is absurd. So, I mean, what is a bite of stuffing and gravy with a little taste of the cranberry? And you have to sauce. mix it together. Like, it's not just eat it separately. Like, you have to mix it together collectively to get all those tastes. <laughs> I know I'm going crazy over here, but you got so excited. I'm so ready for it. She got a little drool off her mouth <laughs> right. for those of y'all can't see. She's crazy. Oh my God. I don't agree with that one. If you had to take one thing off or name a controversial thought, what would it be? I'm just tired of buying new outfits for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm tired of my family shaming me. You're not trying to come through dripping. No, I don't want to drip today. <laughs> I want to wear sweatpants that are baggy so I can eat all I want to. I'm tired of being cute in a leather skirt in the corner. Like, no, only one play for me. I can't really pack it in today. I'm tired of it. Oh, my Sweat God. Sweatsuits this year. It was y'all finna see. And that's it. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? I mean, so the one thing... I wouldn't mind being removed from the table is the rolls. Because because there are so many other things that I need room for. I feel like for me personally, I eat so much bread like in my daily life that, you know, on Thanksgiving, I don't want to just fill up with more white bread. So you'll say cranberry. I mean, I need room for mac and cheese, the yams, Mm -hmm. like the stuffing. The gumbo that I have in my so house. you'll take I need gumbo so much room over rolls. Bread takes up like fifty percent of your stomach space. So what you, when you got this when you got the leftovers? What you chopping it up with? All right, hands. all right, day two, I got room for rolls. I'll <laughs> have a roll, but I'm not. I'm gonna have like a half a roll because I'm being. Strategic. I need space. Man. I have compartment. I'm not gonna do nothing but strategize y'all ass <laughs> off this podcast. <laughs> them rolls be hitting, especially when the butter is just they right. I'm not saying just, they don't hit. I just need space. No, them rolls do be hitting, space. and that's why I got rolls on my body now. <laughs> Moving on, <It's> beautiful. <laughs> Love me for who I am. <laughs> to talk about today's topics. Today we are talking about how T.I. doesn't know what the definition of patriarchy is. Um, the 10-year challenge. How hard did it hit you this decade? Um, and also we will be talking about the Millennium Tour that uh, every millennial should be excited about. And Gen Zers, don't you step your ass up to go see not to see nobody to buy now ticket. It belongs to us. It's for us. On this episode we of Love Pop Culture. So let's go ahead and dive right into our relationship uh, related news. So for those of you all, what you know, like I'm sure the entire internet saw it, to be honest. Like, I don't know how you could have missed it um, with T.I. and his dictionary head ass <sighs> um, got up on a podcast to tell the world and the internet that he goes with his daughter 
to her gynecology appointments to make sure that her hymen is still intact. Now, he got a lot of blowback um, and eventually ended up on um, Red Table Talk to have that discussion. Did you guys watch it? I did. It was interesting. I saw highlights. Um, so, one, I am surprised that uh, Deja was not there considering the this entire thing has been surrounded, like the entire conversation surrounded her and her hymen. I'm really surprised. Like, has anybody spoken to her about this? Um, How old is she now? I think she's She's 18. 18. She's 18, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, so I watched the Red Table Talk today, and it sounds like what T.I. is really saying, that he embellished what he was actually saying Mm -hmm. about, like, going with her and, like, making sure that her hymen is in check. He did say that he went with her when she was 15 and 16, Mm -hmm. and the mom and the daughter were okay with that. And it was like a family discussion and it was cool. But then when he went on to interview about it, he then just decided to get a little too happy with the words and say like, I make sure this is in tech all the time. And that's where people were like, whoa, sir, back up. Cause now you're diving into a whole nother conversation of policing women's bodies. Yeah. And that's where all the issues have surfaced. And I think from what Jada Pickett Smith was saying to him, she was like, yo, like you tapped into a whole arena that you didn't, you didn't know you existed. And yeah. now you're looking dumb. So I think that was uh, they got a quote from Tarana Burke. For those of you who don't know, is the founder of the Me Too mo- movement. Um, and one of the things that she said, um, and they had on the Red Table Talk show, was that um, quote: "It opens up uh, this can of worms that mm-hmm. I don't really think he was prepared to open up." Yeah, we're talking about this long tradition of checking the purity of women's bodies, and I think that a lot of men have this idea that being a good father is protecting your daughter's virginity, but it is so problematic in so many ways. It lends itself to the notion that men own their daughters. End quote. Um, I think she brings up a really good point because when you think about how it folds to the greater conversation of dads and the relationship with their daughters of a man asking for permission to date someone's daughter or asking for permission to have a hand in their daughter's marriage and like where does the decision from the daughter come in you know mm-hmm. actually yes you, you said that you watched the highlights what were your thoughts on it i mean i think i I work in a very feminist space and, you know, these are conversations that are happening often, just the policing of women's bodies, of young women, of women's reproductive health rights, of, you know, pro-choice or whatever the discussion is. And I think I'm just like frustrated with the conversation, like overall and him even joking about like being at the appointment, but then not really being at the appointment Mm -hmm. and like the whole just like construct of virginity and how problematic it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i feel like this conversation like you know it's opening up both both sides um i guess of the spectrum in terms of like oh this is why you know this thing has been is sacred based on who whatever man made it up one day and then like this is why we need to you know speak truth to power and like be you know advocates for our bodies but I'm just like tired of the patriarchy and I wanted to shut down. I think <laughs> that's part of, of a men, like, bigger conversation when <sighs> you consider like um, virginity in general. Like yeah. a lot of times that same conversation is not had with young men mm-hmm. about purity and keeping their bodies pure. And the whole thing is like the whole purpose of a woman keeping her body pure is for someone to deflower her you know, when she gets married, which again is just passing your body from ownership of your father yep. to keep it pure to, you know, your, 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 um, 
husband to be. Um, which now I think, um, you know, practicing abstinence in a young age, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I think that will save you a lot of heartbreak, um, Mm -hmm. just by being more selective and being, having an open relationship with your parents as to like, what is the best move when you have feelings for someone? But if you have kind of like this overbearing parent that's like doing like this helicopter business of like following you to appointments, checking your hymen, making sure that you haven't stayed up at any boy's house and things like that. It becomes less, a lot less of a open space. And I think that's when you start to see kids or younger people. Now they found themselves in heartbreaking situations where like, you know, the boy dumped me after we slept together or things like that, because I wasn't able to confide in my parents, you know, about what they thought about this Mm -hmm. person beforehand because yeah. they intimidated me to where I didn't want to have that conversation. You know, I'm actually glad that T.I. said what he said because it's opening up the conversation that needs to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I think that we sweep under the rug so many times the double standards between men and women and how, like you were saying, Kamiko, it's okay for a guy to, like, go out here and do what he has to do. But for a woman, it's like, if you're not being pure, if you're not, like, if you're not holding yourself for your husband, then it's, like, it's the end of the world. Right. So it's a good conversation that we are having but it needs to be addressed and it needs to be fixed because double standards are so real. And yeah. It's so sad. I think another good thing is like, I know um, he mentioned on the show that he didn't want to go to any of the other outlets, media outlets to have this conversation because they'd use it for their benefit. I think Jada is doing an incredible job of bringing these people onto these, onto her show and like educating them mm-hmm. from the, you know, the Jordan situation with Kylie and them to this situation. I think she's giving Brown people a platform you know, where it doesn't come off like this super intimidating. No, this is not a friendly space situation. Mm -hmm. So I I commend her for that. Uh, Speaking of friends, I love these transitions that I do. (laughs) Truly. You're the segue queen. Segway queen. (laughs) Speaking of friends, uh, Lil Fizz and April Jones are uh, dating. I don't want to spend too much time on that um, because that's a, that's a, you know, that's a relationship. Um, But what's important here is that, so, April Jones and Lil Fizz. April Jones is Lil is um Omarion's baby mama. Um, I don't know if they were ever married at one point. Um, I don't think no. so. I don't think they I were. I don't think I, he I, ever had even two kids. Right? But yeah, they have yeah. two kids together. So, anyways, he is now. Um, no, no, she is now dating Lil Fizz, which was a member of B two B two K, who was you know Omarion was also a part of. Um, and she put his, you know, they're all over the internet, very public with their love life and whatnot. Um, and recently, Omarion was in an interview. And they asked him, like, you know, what do you think about the Lil Fizz and um, April Jones relationship? And he was just, like, very chill about it. Like, very calm. Very much like, you know, congratulations to them. That's, that's dope. You know, do you. Be blessed. All the best. <laughs> whoop-de-whoop. You know, whoop-de-whoop. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, today he drops news <laughs> that he is doing a millennium tour. <laughs> doing a millennium tour. Him and Bow Wow have announced. And they will have the likes of Sammy and Soulja Boy and Lloyd and Pretty Ricky and more. And it's like every, you know, millennials get to, to relive their highlights. But this is a game of chess, not checkers. And that I feel like was the epi- epitome. That man hit the nail on the head. Everybody was like, why Silent is he so killer. calm? Right. And he was just like, I'm going to make money. And this is not what I have time to talk about right now. I'm mm-hmm. signing contracts. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I'm it just, is. Like, in the corner, like snickering. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> when you know you got some shit up your sleeve. And, and you also, like, that's what I have no sympathy for Fizz 
in this situation because mm-hmm. it's just bro if that was my friend, shady i mean I, we're onlookers but like we've been given a lot of like content to now be the judges of what's yeah. happening right. and i mean in that situation nice. like like let's say like have you ever broken up with someone who's kind of like mm. gone online and been like you know blase blase she ain't shit i hate her blase blase or like I've had relationships where, like, I will go on my Twitter and see, like, the dude that I was dealing with, like, subtweeting me. And I'm like, so, oh, mm-hmm. I, see, I, I see you. Or I I've see never, you. Or, like, going out of the way to, like, post photos oh of girls God, and all that. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Just I, going I, out of the way to make sure that you see, like, how do you, like, how how do you play chess, not checkers in that situation? Like, do you come back with your own man and, like, post a picture of him? Or is there like the best revenge, like you glowing up? You I know? can't even lie, I'm petty. Like after, I mean, it's been a while, but after a breakup, I'm like taking lots of selfies. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like my best life. But now, I don't know, I'm older, so I probably would not be doing all that. But like, I do want to do like a few petty things just for it to like sting. Like, oh yeah, you know. And then it's- I'll then I'll take the high road. Omarion didn't even he did nothing petty. I know, I know he's, I mean, this is kind of a giant petty, like, chess move, but. I love it. I love I boss love moves. It. I love going ghost. <laughs> you love to see it. You, you when you're not here for me, yeah. I, who knows what I'm doing out here? I might be homeless and you won't even know it. <laughs> no. And then I pop up one day with a million dollars and a Birkin bag. With a million dollars and a Birkin bag. And it's like, yo, I thought she was hurt, busted, and disgusted. What happened? <laughs> You hate yeah. to see it until you see it. Oh my god! <laughs> I love doing that. It's the best feeling ever, especially when I start watching your stuff after a while. Like, oh, now you want to come back around oh. and surface up. <laughs> Have we heard from Rasby and uh, who's the fourth member? Uh, Jay Boog. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Have they chimed in at all? I'm so interested to know. Like, I just really muted the you know, whole situation. As former yeah. bandmates, How do what they do they feel? think about this? Stabbing in the back. They might feel conflicted. It's like those are both my friends. Like, yeah, y'all out here just. It's well, you know, I don't know. I did they have stories of them falling out at some point? I feel like they did. Maybe Omarion is just like a lone wolf in all of this. Which honestly, he's the most talented anyway. So bye. He is. Yeah, we knew I when we knew. Say, I was just about to say when Touch say, came out. That's when I knew it was right. The only one who went so low. So Touch. Like what? You can't touch him. Literally. Transition and we're off. <laughs> What's next? Can we go? What's next? So y'all, this is messy. <laughs> so, um, Megan the Stallion, who is my alternate crush outside of the baby and Jay iron, Ellis, iron knees with the iron <laughs> knees. She must be taking B twelve, vitamin C, vitamin B. And every other vitamin to keep them joints intact. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't even sit in my chair without my, my joints aching. <laughs> um, but she has, there have been reports um, on, you know, gossip sites of her being linked to Tristan Thompson and Trey Songs. And the only one that I think that she is like publicly, kind of publicly endorsed, like a real like subtle post. Like it wouldn't even like, no, like this is my man. It's more kind of just like he got a tag on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. that was the extent of it, of money bag, yo. Now I'm be honest. I still don't remember. I don't know what he even looks like. Is he cute? You don't know what he looks like for a reason. I don't know this man. I don't know. I wouldn't know if I saw him on the post. I'm just but saying. Anyway. <laughs> because Meg is so fire. Like she deserves. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I have. He's a, a little regular. He's a little regular. Regular schmegular. He's a little right, regular anyway, I will say that. I'm about to Google him. Um, but yeah. So at the AMA, she put out a uh, diss track where Fire essentially she was mm-hmm. saying, "Unless you see a ring on my finger, I'm not claiming any man." Now I see what this means for um, Trey Songs. Which who just surprised who just jumped up with a baby out of nowhere? I'd like to add, who is the baby mother? I think she was at the basketball game. He posted some photos yesterday, and they were wondering who the woman was next to him. But the baby was at the game. So the baby was at the game. A lady was at the game. A lady was at the game. I'm surprised that it's still. I mean, I'm impressed that her identity hasn't been revealed yet. I mean, the fan base. They found out who Drake's baby mama was quick and oh, literally point two Drake. before the baby they was did. born. But also, I wonder, like, you know, was it a quick Pornhub search they gave her away or what? <laughs> I I what's his name? Adonis. Adonis. I forget about. I'm mad they outed that man for a baby. <laughs> we haven't even seen the baby. Have we seen the baby? I think so. We seen him? I don't know. I literally forget Drake has to Okay, because you talk about the baby. Okay. Um. But yeah, what what that uh, brings me to is asking about claiming your significant other on social media so that there are no rumors started about your dating, about you guys' um, status or anything like that. What what do y'all think? Is it important to post your significant other on the gram or no? No. 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 I, I think mean, for the centennials, maybe. Yeah, I think it's childish. I mean, I don't think it's childish. Like, of course, you know, if you want to post your man, go ahead. But I've always been the person, like, I don't like people in my business. I don't like people knowing who I'm dating because I don't want anyone going on that little page and searching his name. And then it's a whole nother thing going on where, like, you slide in the DM. Now I got a homicide on now, my hands. Now I got to kill somebody. Like, what's up? So I'd rather just keep it private. Like, I'm all for, like, posting a cute little Instagram story once here in a while. Like, oh, yeah, here he is. But that's it. You would not see a post on my page. And that's just how I am. I think it's fair to let them, you know, depending on, I feel like if you feel comfortable, let that person get a post. That's cool. That's not a problem. Um, but I feel like it starts to get, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I love being on my Instagram to see the lay. There's a couple of girls that I uh, used to go to high school with that they'll ask. It's like clockwork mm-hmm. every couple of months. Dudes ain't nothing. I hate all men. And like, Two months later, I love my baby. He's been with me through thick and thin. <laughs> exactly. It's like watching a soap opera. And like yeah. when I see that man disappeared, I'm like, I feel jaded. I'm just like, well, the, well, the content's gone now. What I'm going to do now? What I'm going right. to do now? Now you're yeah. following the story. Now I'm following the plot line. Like, mm-hmm. You know? And I don't want somebody to feel that way about my relationship or relationships. So mm-hmm. I tend not to, you know, get crazy about posting um, my significant other on social media. And also, I do not necessarily feel like that's a way to prove that you love somebody because I have seen many a relationship where that significant other is posted all up and down the timeline, all up and down the grid. But, you know, he or she is in other people's DMs and, you know, you're going Mm -hmm. out, there's constant arguments, fights like that. So, like, it doesn't prove anything Mm -hmm. being that you're on this person's um, social media feeds. I think it is weird um, to be in the spotlight and be a celebrity or an artist who does post a lot of content, but then like their significant other isn't included in that because mm-hmm. I think it's just like, Oh, you're posting all this content anyway. So where is this person like in your life? Um, yeah. So I understand like that makes sense. But if you are a private person, like, I mean, some celebrities post maybe once a month, if you're private, then I don't understand the expectation from fans or whoever, 
like, you know, this person's private. You can go do your own (laughs) research. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, like, it's just like subjective. Like if you're private, you're private and people need to respect that boundary and not like demand like, oh, if you know, you're not posting someone on your social media, then it's not valid. Or I don't, you know, think it's a real relationship you're proud of or whatever. Blase, blase. Um, you know the relationship that I am that I do feel kind of worried about seeing, feel weird about seeing on social media Russell Wilson and Sierra they, it's like watching my parents really yeah it's very much like I, I love you baby look at my girl she under doing so yeah baby you better work and I'm like oh my god this is my auntie and uncle they're, very, they're like on 10 with the they machinist are. though it's like it's kind of kind of uncomfortable it's, yeah it's like okay we like, get you it, you're happy. Feel like you gotta like I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm in the room with y'all and I'm just like, yeah, okay. I would I like to get saying. out. <laughs> too much I feel, kissiness yeah. going too on much. over here. I feel, exactly. Like, it's like, I feel yeah. like I'm watching an intimate moment between like my parents or like my like aunt and uncle. Mothers. And I'm just like, there's a lot going on right now. And I'd like okay. to leave the room. I see what you're saying. Y'all, I mean, until it's like not. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like, oh, we're not hating those. Yeah. No, absolutely not. not like, well, I'm, again, you know, people have been asking for that prayer shit. Me too. Um, but yeah, no, I do just feel like, I thought like this is a private moment and I mean, I'd rather y'all enjoy that without me. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, wow. but no, that's just my, my moment. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe we all should take a tip from, uh, Magnus Stallion and don't claim nobody till you get a, a ring on your finger. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Let's talk about moments of the week. Pew, 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 pew. One day I'm going to have money to get actual uh, sounds. <laughs> so, Simon. Don't worry, I'll, I'll find whenever you, I'll I'm find not broke. You a free sound effect from one of these sketchy websites. <laughs> you should <laughs> never. Shout out to us. our sound editor that makes me, um, you know, that, that helps us in, in, in all, all the ways. Um, so, what's been trending lately is the 10 year challenge. Since we're coming out on closing up a decade. Can y'all believe it's about to be 2020? 10 whole years. In 2009, I was a junior. No, I was a senior in high school. Y'all, when I tell you my eyebrows was jacked up, um, I had the worst idea for hairstyles constantly. One outfit that I specifically remember was so permed. Was same. (laughs) Same. I had a whole three strands of hair just like (laughs) laid down. I looked like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> you laugh a little hard. Cynthia. Yeah, from <laughs> like Cynthia. Honestly, we all did. Like, if your Cynthia. hair was, was not thin, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it didn't help because, like, not only would it perm, I would have the audacity to get, like, hairspray and stuff like that. And I'm like, I got to get them edges. Damn. <laughs> I'll be straightening them every day. Oh, my God. My poor little flat iron. But, um, yeah. So, I remember one specific outfit that I had on. It was a polo. And over that polo, I had a yellow vest, um, and I had layers. Mm-hmm. I was layering <laughs> a headband. You know the headbands that was like a regular headband and like tied in the back, right? And it had like a string, like yep, a little thing hanging yep. down. Okay, you know. Um, so I was going for the real, the like the clueless Degrassi look, obviously. But the part where I messed up, y'all, I had gloves on my hands. What? I would all day. <laughs> was I would it not winter? take them. No. No. Were they like lace? I don't understand. No. What was the material? They were regular gloves. Your mama let you walk in the house like that? <laughs> have a good day, sweetie. I'm like, have a good day, fool. <laughs> have a good day. I was feeling Michael Jackson bad. I thought I was. And the oh thing is, like, I was being God. so loud that day. 
Like I was like cutting up with my friends and I was like, yeah, boom, I got gloves on. Why did none of my friends care about me enough to be like, ma'am, let me holler at you real quick. What the hell is going on with your hands? <laughs> you were obviously also being second like of all, how dare you trying to be a trendsetter? I, oh my god, we all went through those moments. Ooh. Oh, I mean, please, since I just exposed mine, I love to hear about y'all's. <laughs> well, two thousand nine, I was going into ninth grade, and that's when it was like cool to wear like the polo outfits and Air Apostle was still kind of in. But if you had Hollister and Abercrombie, you was rich. <laughs> So there I was at TJ Maxx every weekend trying Listen. to rack up on the discounted Abercrombie and Hollister oh stuff. So I would wear, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have like a moment like you, Kamiko, where I can really think of I an outfit. Several. You can think of me? No, I have several. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hate ready. to see it. <laughs> Hairstyles is my thing. I would get my hair um, hard pressed. So I didn't get perms, but I would go get it hard pressed, like the hot comb. Uh-huh. And it would be like greased down to the gills. Like if you lift your neck just a little, the back of your hair would be flying like this. And we, we would call that a flyy. <laughs> it would call it a flyy. That's what we would call it. And I would walk around like that all day in school like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> we about to get it after school. I got my hair just done, just pressed or whatever. Oh, Baby hair laid out. <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, it was wow. a transitional stage. Definitely. Oh, it's a transitional. Yo, uh, Ona and I was also a senior in high school. And oh my gosh. Well, I felt like I was cute. Like I had really cute outfits. I mean, it was like a lot of forever. So nobody went through the ugly face. Which a lot of H&M. I feel like by my senior Nonsense. year, I had found <laughs> my style. I was wearing like jeans and booties and like. Okay. One thing that I did overdo. Do you all remember those like hats? But they like, huh, like they were loose. Mm-hmm. Um, I do but you could this. like wear them and they were kind of like loose and you could pin them so they could stay yeah. and so I overdid that with like the side bang and so that was like I would rotate like four of them I had a brown one a white one a pink one and like I a did black those. one and I thought they were cute but it was like I overdid it mm-hmm. like it's like girl do you have any other hair other than like your swoop bang you come in here here she go with that little hat on again right right <laughs> but I mean maybe it worked um that was 09. Dang, I can't believe it's been 10 years. Like I 2020. Know. Y'all got intentions for 20? We gonna, we gonna wait till New Year for all, for all of that. Oh my gosh, I'm still wow. trying to wrap my head around it. I can't. I'm in a time warp and I don't know how to get out. Well, I'm glad everybody was better dressed than me. I hate you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. The gloves, uh, you lost me at the gloves. I was with you with the vest. That's okay. I hope you guys have a tacky moment this week. Um, anyway. <laughs> she had a whole outfit. I really do. I hope I hope y'all got a I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. I need to see a photo. Of I hope it's clothes. a bad hair day in the near future. I'm gonna start getting hot presses again. I hope somebody <laughs> I hope somebody mess up a t- overpluck an eyebrow or something. Something something got to level y'all with me. I'm sorry. I hope you heal from that. <laughs> Let's talk about the AMAs. Um, I didn't watch it. Me either. To me three either. Great. Good talk. <laughs> um, well, they happened. And there uh, were a list of winners, including Tay-Tay Swift. Tay-Tay Swift was a, a winner. And I think she won Artist of the Year. Don't ask me how that happened. How all these it, other artists how exist. How did it not? You know, it's Artist of the Year. Which is Swindle. I mean, part of it is like, I have not listened to Taylor Swift in a long, long time. Um, I think the last song that I listened to her was that the second album that she put out the one with um um she's singing about like romeo and juliet oh that yeah. sparks okay. fly no 
Nope. And that's it, my and favorite it, album. It song. That's my only favorite Whatever, album. The last song I remember of hers is the one with like Kendrick. Remember Red? And that's it. Oh, yeah. Whatever I think that song was on Red. That was. That's yeah. when she broke up with Selena Gomez being friends. Was right. it? I think so. It might have been Selena. Somebody I don't know. I don't keep up with drama. that drama. Uh, but yeah, so she won for Artist of the Year. Um, I will give her credit because I know that she's been in the battle recently. With I don't know if they were like her managers or producers or whatever, who they just kind of put like a lock and seal on her music and she hasn't been able to distribute it on her own. Um, but I think my favorite part of all of this is that they, the red car, on the red carpet, they did an interview with Shania Twain. Now, if you don't know who Shania Twain is, um, you got to, you got to get on that. Let's go, girls. <laughs> you love it. Oh. Um, oh my god! But yeah, so they asked her, you know, what do you think about Taylor Swift? And I died because Shania said, "You don't have to be beautiful to be a star." She has since then cleared up, you know, what she said. But when I tell you, I ca- was wheezing the fact that this woman was just like, <laughs> "I love her," is. and I think she proves you don't have to be beautiful to be a star. I was like, "Did you just call that woman ugly?" You literally did. Yeah. Did you yeah. just call that woman ugly? Yeah, I remember when they asked Aretha Franklin about. I was, I was just thinking that was oh that Ariana Grande? Gosh. Nice dress, <laughs> beautiful oh gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns. Nothing about the voice, about the, the performer shade. at all. Yo, other winners included uh, Cardi B for <sighs> Hip Hop Artist of the Year. Um, it, mm. Can I tap in real quick on that one? Tap 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 tap. <laughs> I just don't know if she's actually like a hip hop artist. Like I think. She shouldn't even be in that category. I think there's so many other talented rappers. Do you think she counts more as pop? Pop. I mean, kind of. It's almost like to me, she's an entertainer. Like I think that she's good with a force behind her. But as far as like the raw talent and her like coming with the spits, it's kind of like it's not there for me. You know, a lot of people said that same thing when they watched the show Rhythm and Flow. I am part of several Reddit groups. One dedicated to rhythm and flow. And a lot of the commentary there was, um, but there was some who were rooting for her and saying, you know what? I think as much as people are kind of downing her by being like, she doesn't really belong here because she doesn't have any talent. um, She does have, I guess she offers an eye for um, sellability. Can I market you? Do you have a brand? Yeah, exactly. An entertainer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what they they thought that she kind of brought to the table. I um, think she is a good, in our like current definition of like a good hip hop artist, she has the total package. I don't think she's a lyricist and a hip hop. Um, I don't think she's a lyricist. And we know that because she has, she doesn't write her own raps, which is just their reality. She can perform them well, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then like for real hip hop heads, like we just kind of like, no, it's Cardi. Like it's not. Yeah. People, yeah, she's not. We're not going to go to her as like a reference. For, like, I wonder at next year's AMAs. <laughs> well, one, I think it's based off of like an album, Fever, that Megan Thee Stallion put out. That was um, that was a mixtape, wasn't it? It was. I thought it was an album, but people keep telling me it was a mixtape. So I wonder. Fever. Uh, I thought it was an album. Me I'm too. So confused about that, but I've heard that lately I've heard too. Both. It's like, oh, it's really a mixtape, but it was on Apple Music, and Apple Music doesn't That's distribute mixtapes. Confused. But I mean, like, I do hope, you know, uh, that's put in the, in the, goes through the selection process for awards coming to be, um, I'm excited to see what she puts out in the future. Um, so Cardi B won, Taylor Swift won, Beyonce won, obviously. Um, but also who won was Lizzo's purse. <laughs> I don't know if it was saw. one, one inch by one inch. If that. Size. 
You can fit a tic tac in that person. That's it. You can fit my patience in that. I know you guys know, um, well, if you don't know, I don't know. We hope you listened to last week's episode. If you didn't, Ashley was gone. Um, and that's because she was on a trip. Tell us where you were at. So I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand um, two weeks ago this Friday for a work trip. It was a really cool workshop on communications for women that work at global nonprofits. And it was amazing. I didn't get a lot of time to explore, but... Thankfully, I was in the exact same city two years ago, same time this year. Um, And so I did have a few hours before the workshop started to go explore the old neighborhood that I was staying in um, when I was doing some traveling around Southeast Asia before. It was really cool. Um, Coming back to the New York hold was awful. And I just now recently like got over my jet lag because I feel like I was in a perfect of like exhaustion for five mm. days um it was really cool though i missed y'all <laughs> and i missed the podcast but it was dope everyone should go to chiang mai thailand a lot of people go to bangkok or like the islands um like phuket and krabi but check it out if you want some temples and some food <laughs> and uh all the good stuff that you can imagine <laughs> about uh like the calmer side of Thailand. Um, well, you have you all inspired been? me. No, I really uh, want to go. You should go. It's really dope. It's really, really dope. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Love Pop Culture. We're going to go ahead and close this episode out. We're your hosts, Kamiko, Autumn, and Ashley. Please be sure to like, rate, and review us on Apple Music. Uh, Apple Music, I wish. <laughs> on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. It helps listeners find us. Uh, this episode is produced by Stephanie Karayuki with audio sound editing by Simon Illa and music by Matt B. We'll see you back here in two weeks. And everybody, please have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. See you later.